Welcome. Welcome. Oh, hey, what are we? Who, who's what, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? I'll turn my fan you. back on because it's hot as shit. We're doing me? Cool. Your uh, your intro, buddy. Ah, well, it is another Black Tower podcast. It's another taint-filled uh, moment of, of, of awesomeness. Tonight, uh, I'll be drinking a uh, delicious butterbeer of my own concocting. Uh, you know, this fireball bottle has been sitting around for a long time, and I just thought, you know what? It's time to kill it. Throw it in the trash. Start over. Just Make better get, decisions. Just, just no. I, I, listen, listen, sir. You've known me long enough to know I do not make better decisions. Well, fireball uh, is that smell that smells like the time I almost died in college. So I'm, uh, I'm never gonna like it. Fair. Welcome out to another episode of the Black Tower Podcast. It's your tainty boys in black. We're back in black. We hit the sack. Don't you know it's good to be back? It's another Tuesday evening. And grab uh, a snack. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm just going to take initiative right now. I'm just going to roll credits. Now that we're back from rolling the intro credits, that was a lot of fun right there. Uh, you guys know me. I am Josh. I am the Sauron Mahale, and uh, you know uh, tonight's cocktail is, uh, as I mentioned before, it is a it's butterbeer. It's uh, it's my own concocting. It's a, a butterscotch and a fireball and a root beer, and I love it. Did you just stir and then subsequently lick the liquid off of the handle end of a barbecue metal skewer? Sure did, because they also make excellent swizzle sticks. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I actually bought like a, a bar spoon uh, when we went to the Hilton Head Distillery. And then I subsequently never make mixed drinks, so I never use it. So anyway, uh, I am your Vajon Mahal, Andrew. And uh, I like to interrupt Josh's trains of thought as often as possible because it's fun. It is fun. And I am your Amon Khan Mahale Daniel. And I typically sit pretty back here uh, watching it all unfold and being entertained. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as, as, uh, as, as you guys may have noticed, we are joined by a very special guest uh, tonight. A man who is known throughout the community for being one of the greatest news media journalists ever to exist in the Westlands. Um, and wow. also possibly a dark friend. And also possibly a dark friend. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself, sir? Tell everybody I, who you are. I'm Rob with the Weekly Wheel News, and I might be a dark friend. And um, I'm here just for the, can I say it? Can I say it? I'm here just for the mahal of it. Ah! There he is. <laughs> Can I just say, I think that needs to be a thing. 
we need to no 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 no, not that that's that's gross it makes me sad but uh but the you know (laughs) if you are in randland and you follow shaitan you might be a dark friend like that (laughs) (laughs) we need you might be a redneck but for dark friends you yeah, well, if you saw Lanfear's like nudes and said, "Yeah, I'd hit that," you might be a dark friend. A dark friend. Yeah, so if like you saw so on our Grindall's Snapchat stories and said, "There is no expectation of privacy <laughs> in a stasis box," you might just be an asshole. Uh, I mean... <laughs> if you tricked all of the shadow Isle into pressing buttons on boxes with the nar- narbaha and then walking through portals into different areas of randland you might be a dark friend oh that name not narbaha narbaha i'll tell you what so uh, uh rob my friend what what have you got going on what's new in the world of uh of of, of the possible dark friend rob from the Weekly Wheel News, chief editor of the Weekly Wheel News. Well, so I don't know if you guys have have heard it or not, but I started a podcast with Lauren from Unraveling the Pattern and Alyssa from One Power Ballads, and we call ourselves They Might Be Dark Friends. It is an homage not only to the Wheel of Time, but also to our favorite band, They Might Be Giants. Yeah. Perfect fusion, by the way. Absolute yes. fantastic fusion. Love and it we so start much. Out every episode with you know you might be a dark friend if yada yada but uh we don't have a as cool of an accent as daniel there so <laughs> well you got to work on your jeff foxworthy that's what's uh that's what's up that's right i think also on y'all's most recent episode at least that i can see according to apple music the fifth one your fifth episode yes. uh you had the fact checker my hail on and we had more shoddy um and it's been quite a while since we did an episode. We're we're usually good if we get one out a month because we're all so busy. Um, I would like that to be. <laughs> I more, love that but, it's you know. a podcast that has like outs like not including like uh, Dusty Will or John from What Up or um, Nay Bliss. I think mm-hmm. maybe outside of those of the people I've talked to about how busy y'all are, not only with your personal life but with your content creation life. Probably yeah. the three busiest people outside of right outside of not including those three. <laughs> not saying they are more yeah. or less busy, but not the everybody busiest, has you know a tailor. That's busiest true. folks in Sean Chan, y'all. I'll tell you what. Took it in Sean Chan. I will say this at WatCon, I picked up some of the merch there, and don't tell more oh. shoddy, but I might just not give him that set of dice that I bought. Because <laughs> let me let me go grab one of the things I picked up because it's super dope. And uh, we also did a we did a map, uh, which we're going to be auctioning off at the uh, the what a holiday party this year. So for those of you who want to know, that is a that is a very much a collaboration there between us and. Uh, uh, new creations by Jen. Look yeah, at that! Yeah, That's a is. big, beautiful map right there. It's a beautiful map. A big, beautiful map. It came up to me, tears in its <laughs> eyes. 
<laughs> and said the proportions a lot of smart, the smartest cartographers ever say it's and, the best map ever. And if you're famous, you can just walk walk up and grab it by the Shan Chan. That's right. <laughs> wow. I, I love that careful, joke. I, I That's got the, several um... levels, and I love, I love everything about that joke. I still got to get a frame. Yes. Well, if I wanted to be one. more accurate to the quote, I'd say walk up and grab it by the Gawain. But you know. <laughs> no, that's duck sauce. <laughs> I mean, okay. Before we get ourselves in trouble <laughs> again, <laughs> in more trouble. We uh, the roof mistress the most, is already grounded. Be good on uh, taste good on fried rice. You never know. <laughs> so uh, you're gonna want to go to do that. BlacktowerPod.com. After, after those comments. After after this episode, go seek therapy. Uh, no, BlacktowerPod.com. It's got our. It it's got therapy. links to our merch store, which one of that that the best merch store is New Creations by Jen, and the link is right there, top dead center. Go there, check it out. We got all the best merch in the world scientifically proven there is also a link to get information about the gathering madness oh look at there we got that there merch right there next is the uh, fifth annual gathering madness yeah close out your pornhub tab there andrew uh this is not incognito browser so uh, <laughs> there's our uh uh latest watcon updates watcon uh Photos, up, dudes, and then uh, Jordan Con photos as well. There, see, there's proof I was there. Yeah, <laughs> at least two pictures, and, and you weren't sick. <laughs> yeah, this is where all and of our Patreon shoutouts are. Yeah, and then if you go here. The the gathering. gathering madness. You can actually, if you go back to the homepage, watch this. Go back to the homepage real quick. You're going to love this. Scroll up, oh. and then where it says the fifth annual guy, just click it right there, baby. Baby. We are celebrating the fifth annual gathering madness at Evermore Park. Not in affiliation or association with Taylor Swift. Yeah. And for anybody that's noticing the sponsors partners tab, there's like one thing there and, and we don't even do it. So it's not the that's not the secret <laughs> vault of, of a certain studio's yacht money. It's not. Let me let me stop uh, sharing a screen before I get in trouble. <laughs> uh if you go there, you will you will actually share the screen again. Share the screen again. Uh, let me go back. Pull that back up. Well, actually, actually, hold on. Hold on. I was going to show the room block. Work. We got a room block if you want to stay at the hotel. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Let me pull it back up and get rid of my bookmarks bar. I don't know why because it doesn't make a difference now, but. Ta da. Oh, you got to click on the text. It's got to be the underline. Just so you know, click on the text. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Click on the text. Scroll down. So this is the schedule of events. I'm going to be updating that uh, tonight. And then the hotel, hotel block available. If you scroll down, there's a button right below that book here. It will automatically put our rate in there for Friday night and Saturday night. Those are the two nights that we have a rate for. Of course, he's going to pull it up and it's going to be like, rate sold out. There's no more. There we go. Bam. You go in, you book your room. If you go any, if you go outside, see, look, there's the code right there. It's automatically in there. But if you go outside, so 13 and 14. If you go outside of that, you will only get the block for the nights of the convention. But yeah, it looks like we've still got, we've still got plenty of room. Still got plenty of room. So, so come on down. I'm curious at what, awesome. what the price was with the rates. There you go. While supplies last or rooms are available, uh, whatever the case is. Sorry, now, I've never right been down Evermore, but it looks like you like walk into a fantasy novel. It, yeah. Yes, it, it absolutely is. I mean, come on, for 300 bucks, you can get a whole one bedroom kitchen suite, king bed plus sofa bed. Did I show you? you did points I show you guys? Do you guys want to see the clip of the uh, the the Crooked Lantern Tavern? Do we have it on there still, or did we take it off? I don't think we took it off. Uh, you're asking the wrong guy. I was gonna say the Mihail who's asking the question is the one who would know the answer. Well, we don't know it. Yeah, anymore. I don't it's think there. it's there. Uh, I suppose I could. Sorry. Let's see. And while you're there, hanging out with us in Pleasant Grove, Utah, you can also download the Untapped app. Become friends with Josh and I and review all two breweries in Ogden, Utah. <laughs> it's a fact. So, That's a fact. But uh, if you're not one of our boozy friends and you want to come and hang out at a time where there's not booze available or not really booze-centric, well, no booze available, period, because of where we'll be, uh, Friday night, we'll be doing a gathering and a get-together kind of shindig for anybody that's already there Friday night. Um, and that will be largely alcohol-free until we uh, uh, later in the night, we might go hit a bar or something like that. Um, you know, super late at night, you know, maybe 11 o'clock before they close at what? Midnight? 1 o'clock? Uh, uh, midnight, 1 o'clock, yeah, it just depends on the, oh. the county. I was being... I was being sarcastic. Damn, that's oh well depressing. I was hoping to be like two. Shush. But <laughs> might go and do that. And then of course we have all day Saturday from eleven to four. You don't have to pay to get into Evermore Park as long as you are with us or coming to our event for for the morning half. Correct. Yeah, and then in the uh, evening when four... we go back into the park that is open in earnest, there are tickets. Yes, but you also want to get your tickets through us, uh, I believe, because that's where we have access to the slightly discounted rate, right? Um, or do I actually? I, I need to double check on that. Up? I think that might just be a, a promotion they're running at the time, but I will double check. Okay. Either yeah. way, um, you're going to need a ticket for it. Ticket does include food item, drink item, access to the park. Um, and one free 
two and a half second glimpse of Josh's taint. Facts. So. Wow. Yeah. How can so you can not, we not have that be on there? Nope. That is a. That is a bonus. Wait, if I purchase benefit. if I purchase a ticket, can I actually not get that? Uh, that's going to be an additional uh, tax-free donation of five dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Ugh, all right, fine. So, Gathering Man, this is happening October thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth. It's going to be super awesome. Um, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. So you need to be there. Um, now, uh, let's. Should we talk about the Wheel of Time? Probably. What's that? It's a thing. Oh, fun fact. So, uh, in my reread, I finally started uh, Path of Daggers um, using one of the fantastic book metal bookmarks from New Creation by Jen. I'm using the Ashaman one because nice. there's just there's just not a Mahale one yet, so I have to use the Ashaman <laughs> one. Um, and I, in the first day, made it a hundred pages in and forgot how annoying the whole interaction between three groups of which I'm reading in the first hundred pages. And if you've read the book, you know what I'm talking about, how annoying that is. Cause we haven't spoiler warned yet. So I can't say it. Is that the, but speaking uh, of folk, that's, and... that's definitely one. No, it's, it's yep. the, yeah, it's the D folk, the D folk. And that. Could be the double and folk. And that and their kin. Yeah. Their kin folk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hate that. Part. All right. So as we go to get into discussion to make sure everybody is safe from spoilers and spoiler-like materials. Uh I don't remember which spoiler one we're supposed to use. So we are gonna go ahead and go with this one. <laughs> That I don't think is playing. I was about to say I don't. Right. I don't hear nothing. Okay, I was like being quiet because I was like, "Oh, surely it's playing," and I just can't hear it. Nope. Are we? Are we? Are we live, or are you editing this? We are only live I'm in Patreon. No, 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 no. We are live. We're supposed to be playing this just... spoiler warning. This is not him like doing. Oh, the, oh. Hey, let's pause for a minute. That was legitimate editing. tech not working right. No. Yeah, yes. Right. <laughs> Let's try this again. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, okay, perfect. Back. All right, I'm just gonna click it. Here I did go. have the same the thought for just a moment though. Do it! Do it! The following show contains spoiler for the entire Wheel of Time series. If you have not finished the series, you are at risk of being spoiled. You have been warned. What does this even mean? <laughs> That's the goat. awesome. The great one. Pour one out. Pour one out for Gilbert Gottfried. For for GG. You mean you mean Chidan? Uh, would you be nameless? Would you be nameless? <laughs> oh, so good. So good. Look at this. Look at this, Demandred. I'm so upset I'm molting. <laughs> I'm so ticked off that I'm molting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<sighs> Leave it to Stream Deck and Voice Mod. Like, like, guys, you can't fix one technical issue without like two to three more popping up immediately. Facts. Because see, I can I can lift my hands up in front of my face, and the entirety of my room doesn't go dark. One step forward, yep. five steps two back. St <laughs> anyway, what are we talking about today? I don't know. I mean, what are we talking I about? I'd look, at the, I'd look at the schedule, but... I know what we're no, talking actually, about Rob, today. This is I your put party, it and you can thing. crash it if you want to. That is true. All right, so... There was a, uh, a bit of a question that I saw around on the internet um, that I was a little bit fascinated by and wanted to talk about it with these gentlemen, including Rob, especially because he actually does a lot of uh, forsaken news and he might actually Chosen. be able to... Forsaken <laughs> news. Chosen uh, and news. might actually... If you call the Forsaken Chosen, you might be a dark friend. <laughs> um, I'm not going to sit here and listen actually... to this. <laughs> uh, so, in the, uh, the, the books, we know that the Dark One has See, the ability... You made the Soravon Mahale crap. <laughs> God damn it. Apparently. How are you supposed to lead if the storm you when you're making all the Soravan <laughs> You might oh. be a dark friend. Oh god. Sorry. That was just too perfect. Thank you, Rob. Hey I, hey Josh. I feel like a better man. Yes. Here's your sign. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um so in the book series, we know that there are multiple instances of the Dark One grabbing a soul sort of from the ether and then putting it back into a new body after death so that they can be reincarnated and used again for his nefarious purposes. However... Hey, you're talking about the Forsaken Recycling Center. <laughs> Basically, yes. Reduce, we reuse, buy, recycle. We Wait, buy does that your mean, junk for Satan. What does does that mean that Rand and Moraine are the are part of this cycle and that because they're definitely reducing the number of Forsaken, uh, and then the dark one is reusing them, and then where do they go to get recycled? Or maybe the dark one is just reusing them after they're out of the prison. Whatever. Anyway, the whole point of this is um, the dark one claims multiple times in the books that if Rand dies, that the dark one can just go ahead and grab his soul and make him follow the dark one and basically just have the dragon turned because he's dead. But it also then suggests at multiple times in the books that to actually have the dark one have dominion over your soul, 
you need to swear your soul to the dark one. So my question for everyone is, what is or what seems to be the dark one's actual dominion over death? Does he just only choose to grab the souls of people who have sworn fealty to him? Uh, are those actually uh, thing like actually requirements? Can he technically grab any soul that's died and just only chooses some? Uh, you know, where does Balefire fall under all of this? Is it actually like a screw up that he can't do anything? Also, the other question that's part of this is. When the Dark One is sealed away, does he have no dominion over death? And then when he's released in part, is that when he gets some dominion over death? And the other question, therefore, in some ways, is that does the creator also have the same powers and just choose to not use them? Hey, Josh. Yep. I just saw there that. <laughs> we, can, um, we can reincarnate if you want to. We, re we can reincarnate your mind but your friends don't reincarnate our friends don't and if they don't reincarnate and if they don't reincarnate no they ain't no friends of mine <laughs> <laughs> yeah so again it's that sort of question of how much dominion does the dark one actually have over death when does it start and what stops it so let's go jump to our guest first you can answer as many or as few of those questions that i just posed uh as they are asked, but the real I want question Rob to is, just be like, mm -hmm. right? The real question <laughs> is just how much dominion does the Dark One actually have over death, uh, and when does it start, and what stops it? Are you saying that in episode one hundred and sixty-eight, when Captain Kirk did the thing, a thing, a thing? <laughs> so we're going like, we're going like full theology degree here. Huh? When the reverse phase. Mm -hmm. Flux conduits were polarized yeah. and had to be... Star Trek is a terrible example for these kinds of questions because the answer is different every episode. Well, this is so is the Wheel of Time because if you would have asked Robert Jordan uh, this, he would give you a different answer every book citing and he would laugh at you. true. That's fair. But I would... like. So my take is that he... We also have to remember that like you know he's the father of lies, right? So he's going to say stuff yep. that isn't true um i think that we see in the first well, who book, calls him the father of lies though well the people do right yeah the see unreliable narrator so maybe he's <laughs> actually the father of truth and people are just lying about the see see this is where it gets oh harry sorry go ahead rob i i you're right you're absolutely right I'm um being fun okay so at the at the end of the first book then okay. he when he's claiming to be the lord of the grave then he supposedly like resurrects kari althor to like mm -hmm. you know tempt rand right but sure but i believe that that's proven to be false that that was not really her um, right i'm not sure but i so i think that like you know, he tries to play that part. I think that in reality, like, unless somebody is sworn to the shadow, then he doesn't have any control over their souls. Because, so the dragon is not a hero of the horn, right? Okay, so sidetrack here. Like, sidebar, a drag, the dragon is not a hero of the horn because he's not in in Teleron Reality waiting be? to be reborn. 
Um, I don't think that's a new question. We'll do, we'll, yeah, we'll we'll do that on another. Yeah, episode. let's that's stick a, a pin in that. That's a good question. Yeah. Um, but I <laughs> believe that for the purpose of this discussion, let's assume no. Yeah, yeah I sure, believe yeah. that Robert Jordan had <laughs> said in an interview that the dragon was not bound to the horn. Um, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. the champion no, is separate not. from my new question was, would that be possible? And right, we will deal with that in another episode. <laughs> he's not summoned when the horn is blown. He has to be reborn like as a new person, uh, supposedly. <clears throat> That's pretty much um, how I get woken up. Hey, so uh, I think that if if he if he was not bound, if he's not bound to the horn, and the great lord of the dark is the ruler over see what i did there over the grave then he would be able to pull the dragon out whenever he wanted and like you know have him be evil guy uh you're maybe he maybe he still gives well, him free will because the the whole thing is like shaitan is the author of the free will which we see later on um and uh so I don't think he would like force him to be in the shadow. He definitely tempt him to be in the shadow. But if the dark one's not responsible for the dragon being spun out whenever he needs to be, then he's he wouldn't technically be Lord of the Grave because if you if you if you're the if you could summon any anybody at any time, why wouldn't you call up like you know the most powerful card in your magic deck you know and throw that guy out if you if you could. Because so, some of us don't play CEDH. Well, because also some of us need enough mana to trigger our best cards, like effects. So, so you get. But he has like all the black mana. So yeah. Go, Andrew. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yes. No, you're fine. Um, I really appreciate the reference, even though I haven't played Magic in a long fucking while. <laughs> yeah, it's probably been a while. Um, I did just get the I... app a little while ago, so I've been doing it electronically. Oh, yeah? I don't know if that really counts, oh, but yeah. I only I got to where I only play Commander and like in person. Uh, but yeah, there is a Magic app. There's also like the the PC game or whatever, uh, and I believe it's also on. You console. say you only play Commando? Anyway. What Commander? Commander. But oh. I only play Commander <laughs> while going Commando, gotcha. so you're not gotcha. wrong. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wear my lucky lack of underwear. Um, so Marjati posted so it's it's a he's got a great knack if you didn't realize whenever y'all had him on for finding Q and A answers to the questions we ask or things we talk about or thought experience we have, um, and it brought up a thought. So one so we see the dark one frequently grab souls uh, within a relatively short time span after their death, uh, after they were killed or whatever, um, and resurrect them. One thing I don't believe we ever see the create, uh, not the creator, but the dark one, we don't see the creator do it either, is alter the mindset or mentality of that soul when it's reborn. Seemingly, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. And apparently so, they retain their consciousness too. Yeah. So, because, because one of the prerequisites for the bodies that he puts the souls into is the soul for the bodies you, he's putting. So the body he's using, that body's soul and memories have to be wiped out of that body before he can put a soul into it. Right. Um, but he never alters anything about the soul he put into it. He just, if he reincarnates somebody, it's don't fail me again or I won't bring you back to life. 
Unless yeah, you're Ishmael, and then if you fail me again, I will bring you back to life, God. <laughs> yeah. Simply because it's you also. So with that, would that potentially be the reason we don't see him really intercepting and resurrecting the souls of people that aren't his followers? Because if he does, then they got to do the whole extra step of grabbing the channelers and grabbing the merge all and turning them to the to the shadow forcibly. And it's yeah, just well, see, I think that that kind of accurate. proves. I think that kind of proves what I'm saying, and that like he doesn't have ultimate authority over the grave. He might have, you know, like access to the person's body who just died, and then he's gonna have to. What he has to go through the instruction manual, right? Like he has to do all these things to reformat his hard drive and then put a new soul in there, right? Like, and and he can he can reuse the soul and they retain their memories where we see that when the wheel spins somebody out, they don't typically retain any of their memories when they're reborn. Right. Um, and then added to that, 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 uh, that the dark one's not technically resurrecting because he's only reusing what's already there. He didn't create the soul. He didn't create the body. He's, he has no like power over the soul body union. You know, he just has to use the leftovers, right? He, so it's kind of a counterfeit there, because um, he's not resurrecting the he's not resurrecting the body of the Forsaken that just got killed. And if they get bail fired, that's a whole nother thing. He can't even do anything about that. So he's having to play by the Unless rules. This was a very small amount of bail fire. Yeah, he he's can. To, it's just difficult. Yeah. If yeah, it's like a super super by, like the the tiniest bit of bail fire. Then there's a good chance yeah. he can, but yeah. you know, so with with that bringing up the thing with the time thing with the soul, um, a couple thoughts here, and it's all coming at one time, and I'm so sorry. Um, one, being the master of the grave, uh, one is just like calling us like masters of the gas pump. We all have access to it; doesn't mean we're masters of it. Right. Um, <laughs> but master of the grave or master of death is potentially is very different than master of the soul because if he it seems like he technically can while he's able to touch the the pattern intercept any soul that dies um, or any person that dies intercept their soul within a brief period of time and then as long as he has the materials to put them into a body can but it seems like he has zero control in that process or through any other process that he himself directly controls only with himself of affecting or changing anything that soul does or thinks or desires. Like he doesn't, he doesn't resurrect Ishmael into Morden's body. And suddenly Ishii's like, you know, actually, yeah, no, I want to live forever. This is great. Let's keep going. Right. Like Ishii is still Ishii. Yeah. Um, Landfear is still Landfear. Even whenever she gets into it, everybody is still the same original being with the same original motives, same original thoughts, all of this, just a lot more scared because I think like over half of them that gets kind of this intercept reincarnated is whatever you want to call it, are told this is the last time, except for Morden, because you know that's he would be like, Oh, finally, feckin' fantastic. But yeah, and um, then he'd just go off himself well, and then we'd be done. Yeah. So <laughs> okay, so you had said that he can intercept like any soul. And I think that in the books, mm -hmm. we only see him do that with the forsaken, right? Like, I don't think that we see him do that with, mm -hmm. you know, Pater or, you know, your average, you yeah. know, 
dark friend or average I'm not person saying we walking see down it. the street. I'm saying I think he can. So I think it's probably things, just limited I, to those who have sworn their soul to him. Yeah. I think he can. I just think he doesn't because it's not economical for him to do. Because if he intercepts the soul of somebody devoted to the light and resurrects them in a body, they're going to resist him and fight against him. They're not. They're, they're still so then, going to be devoted to the light. Yeah, because he can't change anything about the soul, anything about the nature of the person. Because when he does bring these souls back in, they retain their memories through this unnatural resurrection or reincarnation, whatever we want to call it. So he would have to do the extra step of either breaking the will of this soul that he probably, I'm sure he feels because they're all super fucking arrogant that they don't actually need, or um have the the whole like uh turning ceremony done which i think is the only reason why because the only person we ever really see him kind of threatened with it or that gets threatened with this kind of we will kill you bring your soul back and force you to fight for us is the dragon and they say this has been done before we've done this before right. to you because I think that it's a, a powerful enough soul that to remove the obstacle, the Dark One would intercept the dragon being, uh, dr the dragon's soul going back into the pool of souls. And then, because of course he's going to pick the time and place of this reincarnation, have the Merdral, have the Chandler, the Dreadlords prepared. And then just as soon as the body's reborn, do the turning ceremony. And then bam, now you've got your instant shadow dragon. My, which sounds my like a Yu Gi Oh monster. My thinking yes, on this it does. is you've got, from the very beginning, you've got the Forsaken slash Chosen uh, looking yeah, at they the situation and saying, look, we are after Randall Thor. And, and it's kind of like he will serve us alive or he will serve us dead, but it is better that he chooses to come with us. Like they make this really big deal about how it's much, much better if he of his own free will chooses to join the shadow. And so Rand for the first part, for the probably the first half of the series has some pretty good protection because they're trying to convince him to join the shadow willingly. And we learn very early on, we learn in book three about the ability to turn a channeler. But what we don't learn is until we see it in the, at the black tower, when Taim is forcefully, it was basically he's giving everybody a choice, join us or die. And if they refuse to join the shadow, he, you know, performs the uh, the ceremony on them and says, "Now you're now you're uh, one of the the dark friends." But there's something dead about them. They don't have that free will anymore. They don't have the ability to make those kinds of choices anymore. And that leads me to believe. That there's something about Luz Theron and his role in the plan to destroy the wheel that they need Luz Theron to join them willingly because Luz Theron has to 
consciously and without any kind of coercement needs to be able to reason out the way to do that without being coerced. Like, I feel like it's something like, you because know, on some level, the, the people that are forcibly turned, they lose a part of themselves. They lose a big piece of their identity, a piece of their soul. And they're kind of not alive anymore. They're just kind of like automatons. Yeah, so when, when we talk about the dark one pulling people back, you know, and Morshadi, our fact checker may help posted it in there that, yeah, the dark one can bring back anybody he wants to. However, he's not going to bring back someone who hates him. He's going to bring back loyal servants and loyal, uh, you know, followers. And, you know, as for the whole concept of, well, why not just bring back all of your followers from a thousand years ago? The longer they're dead, the more difficult it is for the dark one to take that soul and pour it into a new vessel. So new question then, or really part of this whole question, why would the dark one not just do that over and over and over again until like, again, as, as Rob said, why do you not grab some of your best cards in your deck and do that for them until you don't need to anymore. Because again, it's 3,000 years after the breaking. I get that. I'm down. I, I understand that that's a lot of generations of needing to go ahead and grab souls and shove them into bodies. So yeah, you don't necessarily have the ability and or the resources because you have to use what's there to a certain extent um, to bring back your best followers over and over again, you know, lifetime after lifetime. But is that not worth it? for a few people well keeping in mind a the boar was sealed and the souls of his top 13 people were sealed with it uh -huh. right so maybe he did bring top is a strong back. word but continue i mean <laughs> no <laughs> was well, also sealed maybe imperfectly Maybe the seal, maybe the imperfect seal uh, on the boar made it more difficult to do that. Dark one didn't really they also have the see, like, to do that. And, and, and I always thought it was kind of funny that, like, so the seal is imperfect, right? Like, the Ishamael's, he gets out. Like, I don't know. Do you have an egg timer or something that says, like, ding, you can get out now for a little <laughs> bit. And then suddenly you get pulled back in. Um you know, like, what does it look like when he gets, like, you know, rebound again? And then, like, I mean, you can't, you can't take anything that he says as, as, as gospel truth, right? Because he's the father of lies, they say. But, like, he tells, you know, Rand's like, you're bound. You're bound in Shale Ghoul. And he's like, fool, I've never been bound. You know, and he goes off on his monologue about, you know, doing this yeah, and doing yeah, that. Yeah. Tempting Hawkwing and sending him off across the ocean and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so if the seal's not really that reliable... You know, they, he didn't quite get everybody in the net. Um, you know, who's to say that, you know, some other little, I mean, you know, bad guys now that might slip out. But That's a that's a fairly hard question to answer, too. I think it has something to do with the taint, but that's a that's a whole different topic. 
Um, you always think it has to do with the taint. <laughs> I mean, I got taint on the brain, taint on my mm-hmm. fingertips, taint on. Wait, taint you on know, so so, uh, you know, Shama also says that you know, like they fought the battle a hundred times, and you know, it's a thousand times, a thousand, or whatever he says at the start, and then. Um, you know, it, elsewhere it says, you know, sometimes the the dragon is turned to the shadow and sometimes he's sometimes he chooses the shadow, sometimes he doesn't. You know, it's not just the three thousand years because the wheel has been through, you know, countless rotations and stuff, you yeah. know, countless ages and things. But um if he's never but but he still hasn't broken the wheel, you know, if that's even possible. Uh mm-hmm. because no matter how many times, you know, sometimes the dark one wins, sometimes he doesn't. Still, he's not ultimately winning because the wheel of time is still turning. You know, the creator's mechanism is still in process. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we can well, say think, that the wheel's ever been broken. Yeah. And that's why I think, because we've talked about it uh, too, and I think we came to uh, the conclusion that um, even in the worlds that like uh, that Rand sees, like the one that he's in with uh, Loyal and uh, what's his name, Huron, Huron, and mm-hmm. uh, Sexy Celine, yeah. Um, All right. That even then, it's not a world. Hashtag where Team the Dark One. <laughs> it's not. Um, it's not a world where the Dark One won, but it's a world where they fought to a draw. Because, like, in the in the same way. That the dark one, that the creator only has to win once, like the the dragon only has to perfectly seal or seal the dark one away once. I think it would be the same for the dark one. The dark one only has to actually fully win once, because if all of creation is spun out from the wheel of time, and this is what makes the the age lace, mm-hmm. then destroying the wheel one time doesn't matter which world you do it in, destroys the wheel in all timelines and destroys yeah. all the entire uh, age lace. Uh, just like if you seal the dark one away in a space outside of space time, uh, then he's sealed away from space time in all worlds uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Just time moves differently in all the different worlds. Um, but speaking of time and re- relating this to not only the discussion on souls, but something that Daniel said in the live chat, it is the first real plot hole that at least in my memory of brain that has been brought up that actually I don't know an answer for, not to say that I have the answers for all the plot holes. Um, But if the dark one intrinsically exists outside of space time, how can there be a time limit on the death of a soul before he can reach it and, 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 and rebirth it? Well, cause those eggs in my fridge are going to expire after so long anyway. Like I can, I can choose to make them or not, but the eggs are over there. I don't have control over their time limit. Mm-hmm. And like, I am outside of the fridge. I'm outside of mm-hmm. space time, but the eggs are in the fridge and they can go bad and they're still well, aging. But the only reason that you're saying that, yeah, you're both still subject to time. If you could always just go back to a point where they were unspoiled, mm-hmm. then you could always make the eggs into something there's never a point where you no longer can like again if you sort of look at it simultaneously there's there's no point where you can and also no point where you cannot because like the the can and can't being if if the can and can't is reliant on the passage of time 
and you exist intrinsically outside of time and space, then you perpetually are stuck in a Pavlovian, uh, or not Pavlovian, um, not Pavlov's dog. What's the Schrodinger's cat? You're perpetually Schrodinger's cat, where you always can, but simultaneously always cannot make the eggs. It's not yeah. until an observable effect is made on them that uh, that adds space time to the thing. Yeah, that would have that like you either did or did not or can or cannot make the eggs. But if you exist outside of the physics uh... constraints of space and time, you exist in the in between. Mm -hmm. then by virtue of living in that in-between space, the Dark One should be able to reach out and touch any moment in time at will in the pattern. Mm -hmm. right? Regardless of how long ago it was for us or how far in the future it is for us, he should be able to do that. And if that's the case, then technically it should not matter even if a soul is bell fired, he should be able to just as easily reach out and grab the soul that just died from our perspective as the soul of Alter Hawkwing that, you know, died, you know, a thousand, two thousand years ago, whenever the fuck he died. Sometime in the last three thousand years. Then why doesn't he reach and grab souls before they become tied so, to the horn? Thus rob the heroes of the horn from ever being. So. So Morshadi shared an interview. This was actually Matt Hatch asking. There are many theories that attempt to like create that a guy knows anything. I know, right? That that guy. <laughs> uh, Whenever you read the books, and there's uh, Innkeeper Hatch, it's actually not Matt. It's actually like his wife or children. In yeah. Innkeeper Hatch will be at the <laughs> Gathering Madness. I uh, I managed to use compulsion on him at WatCon. It's going to be great. So just I saying, is he just, bringing the just name dropping. Is he bringing the hatchery, or is he just? <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope so. That'd be great. Uh, there are many theories that attempt to create. <laughs> there are many theories that attempt to create a connection of time duration to the uh, transmigration of dead forsaken. Are there time and or power constraints on the Dark One's ability to transmigrate souls? Robert Jordan's answer is <coughs> there are definitely time constraints on the Dark One's power to transmigrate a soul. The soul doesn't have to be secured immediately. That is, the Dark One doesn't have to be ready to snatch the soul at the instant of death. But the longer that passes after death, the less chance that the Dark One will be able to secure the soul. Someone who has been killed with Balefire actually died before the apparent time of his or her death, and thus the window of opportunity for the Dark One to secure that soul for transmigration is gone before the Dark One can know that the soul must be secured, unless the amount of Balefire used is very small. Remember that the more Balefire is used, the further back the target's thread is burned out of the pattern. So, yeah, no, we read that. Is we read that. That's what we're that, talking about. I know. Is but why, how does that make sense, Josh? That's where we're at. Because even if the dark one's not bound by time, the soul is still bound by time. But again, that's, that's how the, saying, the eggs are bound by time. Yeah. Well, yes, yes they're, again, they are. If the but dark if you one exist. is not bound by time, yeah. then presumably the dark one could jump into time at any point in that soul's shelf life. 
<laughs> and grab it before the shelf life expires. Unless that, think, think of think of time about. as a pool. Think of time as a pool. And there are the, the pool has somehow been divided deep. into a bunch of different colored squares. <laughs> you can walk around the entire pool. Right. And pick where you hop in. So you can hop in on the red square. You can hop in on the blue square. You can hop in on the purple square. And until you hop into that, you're not in the pool. Right. So you're in the TARDIS. Yeah, you're you were outside, outside of it, but you st- you have you free reign of where yep. of where and when you reach out and touch it. You have limitless access theoretically to all of space and all of time. Sure. So this is kind of unless where... unless the unless touching the pattern means that you are now stuck to the pattern and must work within its constraints, or if that's something that the boar actually did is in addition to freeing the dark one from his prison, it also tied him to the pattern's passage of time. Um, while he's while there is the boar, I mean. Because the thing is, if he can't just reach at any point in time, then he has to be linked to some passage of time somehow. Yep. If he can't just pick wherever he wants. Well, he's so like, he's there he's has to be sealed. something he's to make him like imprisoned. Right? He's imprisoned outside of space and time. Yes. Right? Yeah. From so the moment of creation. he doesn't have he doesn't have the ability to go jump in wherever he wants. Because there's a fence That's around a that pool point. in between the pool and, and your colored squares, right? Well, but yeah, if while he he's, can while touch he's the in pool prison. at all, but, but then he the can only touch it in a, a big certain place in, in a certain way, which would perfectly explain the time constraint. If the dark one has limited amounts of ways to interact with the pattern, that would explain perfectly the time. It's not a time yeah. constraint. It is a, a a an existence constraint. It, that would be that would explain why, like as you get closer to Shay Ghoul, time gets all funky, and that's where he's still bound outside of time. That might be like what they say is that like the site of the prison, even though the prison is outside right. of space and time. But that's what they say in the books where the pattern is the thinnest, and so where he will break free from. Well, except that Robert Jordan also says in another interview that as long as the prison is bored, as long as the seal Mm -hmm. is broken in some Mm -hmm. way, the Dark One can touch the entire pattern. It is just the strongest at the point where the boar actually is. And that is in a physical space in the physical world. Yeah. Mm -mm. It's in one of the interviews no no like i'm saying the board doesn't really exist and yes it does it exists it's in shale not in in a physical space no literally right but when you get to shale the board doesn't time starts in shalgul but it does exist everywhere it's simply in Uh shalgul where it can be perceived most easily there you go because again while it is technically not a physical thing there Okay, but again, you can't, on some level, Andrew, you can't say that the Dark One is Schrodinger's reality 
and that until something is perceived, it doesn't actually exist or happen. And then say that the place where the boar is actually perceived means nothing to the fact that the boar actually isn't there. No, Does that make sense? It's a place where it is perceived the easiest. It can be mm -hmm. perceived everywhere. And it is also where the That's dark what one Robert has Jordan's the saying. most... It is just the easiest place to perceive it. And it's where it's the like dark one has the Riyadh most is the easiest place to, to see interact. what's going on in the rest of the mirror worlds. Right. Okay, so... That's why where you sit back would... and you, like... Uh... No, my, my question then is, okay, so how do you track both... How do you make both of those statements track? That time slows down when you are in Sheogol, but the boar has nothing to do with Sheogol. There is an actual physical and time effect that is happening in a single place. Mm. But yet, there doesn't need to be? Like, why would that be true? That is a good question. Um, okay, and, and I'm that's sure if I, what if I'm I wanted talking to think more, about. The thing that doesn't mean that, that you're right, because the thing is, <laughs> what, what what Robert Jordan is trying to say here is that the boar isn't tied to a physical place. Right. It's not. Like, if you it's, drill it's a almost hole like... something that exists intrinsically outside of space, time, then it cannot be tied to a physical place only. Well, you got to put your drill it's, in somewhere, don't you? Can't. Yeah, but it's it's more of an ethereal that's drill, the thing. though. The, it's the, not a physical drill. That's the thing, but though. It was a that, physical that assumes th that it ascribes to the rules of physics. And when you're Correct. talking about drilling Thank into you. an area that intrinsically exists outside of physics. But our world does work with physics. And that's the problem, uh -huh. is that if our world works with physics, and you're dealing with a thing Do that know, doesn't work with physics... Now you have absolutely no ability to define what that is. There in is any way. because again, while you can say yeah, I agree, okay, well, so you cannot say it is tied to a physical location. Oh, you know what? It cannot be described by the laws. Why of not? You know what? It's almost well, like one, he's like because making it up as he wrote it. It can't both be a slave <laughs> to physics and not. It can't. Um, not to throw water on your parade, but you guys realize this is a fictional book, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I actually once read a fantasy book by, it was titled The Mantle of Kendis Die. Uh, it was actually kind of like a sci-fi fantasy. Really, really cool. It was about uh, Earth and we're studying this anomaly out in outer space right and it's just mm -hmm. this weird thing like all of our telescopes it's like it's like a big black wall of some kind right I, i'm i'm describing this from memory so i'm probably getting it wrong and they decide they're going to send us a, a crew to study this anomaly to find out what's going on with this thing and as the crew crosses this anomaly everything shuts down Everything on board their ship shuts down, dies, doesn't work, is just gone, completely gone. And they're, you know, of course they're struggling. They're like, oh my God, we're going to die. This isn't great. Well, another ship comes up out of nowhere and is like, hey, you guys look like you could use some help. Brings them on board and starts like, so uh, 
uh, what, what's what's wrong with your drive? You know, you, you got to get a drive malfunction. And they're like, yeah, well, we, we were just flying, and then all of a sudden everything stopped. And the captain of this new ship was like, okay, yeah, but, like, surely you have a secondary drive for this climate. And they're like, what are you talking about? And what they find is that the laws of physics in this particular universe are, are weather patterns. We live in the state of the laws of physics that's sunny outside. But if you go that direction, 100 light years, all of a sudden, it's rainy outside. And I'm not going to go outside in rain wearing shorts and a tank top. I'm going to go outside wearing a rain jacket and an umbrella. There are different rules for different weather patterns. And in this particular case, outer space had different physics weather patterns. And so when they crossed over this anomaly, everything in their ship stopped working because it doesn't it wasn't aligned for this particular set of physics for this particular rule of physics a lot of larger ships have two three four and five different physics drives so they can traverse numerous different physics climates super oh, awesome cool. story absolutely go read it where it ties into this particular conversation is you have the dark one is obviously bound by some kind of rule there's a set of rules that the dark one is bound by now we don't mm -hmm. understand them because time is not a factor in the physical reality that is the dark one's prison or at least not that we understand mm -hmm. okay and so when you talk about us boring into the dark one's prison mm -hmm. it's not a it's not it's it's not an oil derrick in a, a on a mountainside somewhere now daniel you are correct there is a physical sure? site where they performed the weave to try and gain access to the dark one well they didn't know it was the dark one at the time Mm -hmm. um, but there, so so as a result, that area is more closely interactive with the other side of that weather pattern of that oh, okay. physics pattern. Okay, that well, brings okay, up but... an interesting thing. That go ahead. If you if, if you look at it right, like the location of the Colomdan where they did the where they drilled the bore is not. Shale mm -hmm. Ghoul. Those are two totally different so. locations. Um, and so correct. You, I might have it, an answer for you would side. expect it to be like the same place if that's where like the physical oh. bore was made, but it wasn't like it Maybe. was two, two totally different locations. So I might have well somewhat of an answer for us. Or something that might so be. So before you go into this, I, I I do want to just throw out there, and I do want to hear this answer. I absolutely do. I, I absolutely mm -hmm. want to hear what you've what you've found and what you've got to say. But it is also, I, I think it's telling that, again, this is something that actually gets talked about with God and things a lot in our yeah. actual universe and our actual world, which is, well, how do you explain these things that are true about God? And you're like, I can't. Right. Just because I'm trying 
And just because I can see the effects of it and I'm describing it in a way that the effects exist does not mean I'm actually trying to tell you how God works because I don't know. But that doesn't mean that no theory about God, that doesn't mean that no uh, law of physics applies to God. That does not mean that nothing that humans can understand can at least communicate in physical and human words what God is yeah. like. It just means that we don't actually have the right answer in some ways. Yeah. Like it could be a an infinite number of things because our mm. human brains aren't actually capable of understanding what things would be like outside of our realm of physics and whatnot yes. to a certain degree. Yes. I've, I've and so again, explain. that doesn't mean that you can't use words to describe what's happening. And even if that thing isn't really 100% what's happening, it's not mm -hmm. what's happening, if that makes sense. Yeah. I've, Fair. I've, so what, what know, I should have said when I disputed the board is it is both yes and no there. Thank you. Okay. Um, yeah. So thank you for that. And, and that I do was apologize what I was for not being... trying to get at. Clear, but yeah, so it, it is and is not there. Um, and this is also yeah. a good cautionary tale to not take singular instances, even from the author of the medium, as the God's honest truth. Because in mm -hmm. this interview from April 2003, uh, with a question from Mort, the Robert Jordan answered Robert Jordan says, Once the soul's bell fired, that's it, they're gone, they're no longer the pattern, they're just gone. And we know that that's not how it works it's not the perma death of the soul they just can't be resurrected by the dark Correct. ones because robert jordan confirmed that later on and brandon sanderson mm -hmm. echoed it it's been confirmed by maria and everybody else so potential maybe closerness to trying to explain the somewhat intrinsically unexplainable if time is cyclical and always moves in a circle then it means that as the pattern, as the age lace is spun out, it doesn't just perpetually keep going that way. Mm -hmm. It has to go and at some point turn around and come back in to be pulled apart and respun back out as the as it as the uh, age lace kind of unravels. Has to for the stuff to be able to come around. Well, I think it has to. It's so Josh is on you. With that, with it's actually that, Josh's problem. Continue. Oh. <laughs> Um, with that, if we think of the pattern itself as almost like this sphere, and it in and of itself acts as the Dark One's prison, okay, then it explains how he has, should have, theoretical access to any point in space-time were he not imprisoned, because the pattern would be all around him if he was able to reach out and touch it. But if there's a bore into his prison, when you think of, of like cutting a hole into like a hollow sphere of, of yawn or plastic, or whatever, what's that like big expanding plastic toy? They got really popular because kids would expand it, put their head in it and let it close on their face and then scream because they don't know what's going on. Oh, oh yeah. You know, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, something like that. Um, it's easy to think that if somebody broke a piece off, that as that pattern moves, that that 
broken piece would then move away. What if in this case, because the hole is into a space that inherently does not have to abide by the laws of space, time, and physics, mm -hmm. that that hole just stays in the same spot and the rest of the pattern moves around it. And that spot tends to be the location where Shao Ghul is, thus making it the thinnest part of the pattern and thus being the place where the Dark One is most likely to be able to touch the pattern. Because just because they it's did the boring Hoberman at... sphere, by the way. Oh, but continue. So I was going to say Dyson sphere, but that was Star Trek. So, <laughs> yeah. um, because just because they drill the hole at uh, the Sharom above the column dome, as we've seen with many other things done with the pattern, doesn't mean that the place they're actually touching has to or is physically there with them. That they can that weaves can reach across space-time to affect things elsewhere. I mean, that's that's what traveling does. It links two separate places in space-time to each other or links two, like, threads of the pattern together, kind of bends the space in between them so that you can move from one to the other in a non-destructive way. Like, honestly, like, uh, that brings the thought about the, the true, what is it, true source traveling... Like it's always described as ripping. I think they literally rip threads. Yeah. Or it's like when uh, Rand is oh, yeah, like yeah, explaining yeah, right. how to travel to Egwene, and he's like, you know, she's like, how do you do it? And he's like, he takes I just, two pieces of fabric and it puts it in. He's like, I just poke a hole right through. It was like he was yeah. reading the wrinkle in time or something like that because it was exactly yeah. the description for a Tesseract. But yeah. Yeah. So you're muted. That might, That's that a might, common I think, get us theory. Closer. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Am I just closer to ex explaining it or trying to understand it? Is if the pattern itself forms the prison around the Dark One? That makes sense. If he's in prison at the moment of creation, what better thing than to, to imprison him with than with creation itself? With with organization of chaos. Like I could, I right. could see it. I, I, I like the theory, and that's what I'm going to say for now because I think it gets us closer to explaining the unexplainable. And I think it provides right now that I can think of the best middle ground behind the boar is, but also is not at Shaogu. Yeah. Like I think I think it's just like this ethereal kind of like almost black hole that just floats in this specific, for lack of a better phrase, space, but isn't constrict isn't like uh, constricted to move by the rules of space time that's in the pattern that just moves around. And so whenever Ran does his full reseal of it he just comes in like uh like a fucking uh, seamstress and patches the the threads in the pattern restoring the full pattern to itself wait what if a does that, that also that was what i was literally about to say is that i think it's a combination of the two because if that's actually true and again i mean there's a lot oh. more to explore as far as that is concerned but if the pattern is the prison and bail fire is an issue because it re it removes threads from the pattern that should be there, that helping the seal said prison. Then the, the flame repair. of Tarvalon would be as much of a repair as the seal that Rand does, oh. because of course, again, it's the combination between bail fire ruining the pattern and also the drill that they did, and actually doing both of those at the same time. 
would be part of how you fix the prison. Hey, Morshadi, fact check on the hill. I have a tasking for you, if you don't mind, <laughs> if you're able. So with the time dilation, with Rand's fight at Shaogul versus the, the crystallization uh, becoming the ultimate cleanser of Chi Crystal herself, <laughs> what is the is the, is there and what is the difference in time between Egwene's sacrifice with the Flame of Tarvalon weave to repair the damage Bellfire's done to the pattern and the moment in time where Rand completely patches the the seal on the Dark One's prison? Because now I weeks, I right? don't think I don't think they line up. I think Egwene did die way before Rand patched it up. But I do now also kind of love the headcanon that Ran himself, like the, the role of the dragon, was really to hold off the Dark One and keep him away from the, the tear in the pattern so that somebody else could actually repair it. I don't well, think that's actually you think it, it, but it I could like be the, at the like, same no. time. Could it be at well, the same the time? The time dilation because, like, is all fucked. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know how So, to tell, again, but... it's really hard to actually tell when things happened at exactly the same point because the time dilation is not in it is not described in a well, physical or like a time they don't hmm. Brandon does not give us an exact uh relative time difference between the different ones so you can't right. actually really sit there and say well given this equation and given this time and given this space like these things happen but at the same time i also love because okay when it comes right down to it i'm gonna be in my boy Rand's corner because while Egwene is amazing and awesome and she absolutely should get credit if she did anything to this and i think that honestly with this particular a discussion i am out there in her corner as well don't get me wrong i think she did but i think that you don't have a full ceiling if you just have the flame of tarvalon and not what Rand does i think both pieces are extremely necessary because again i feel like they're fixing two different things yes Egwene so is you fixing think maybe the she fire users abuse of the pattern and Rand is fixing the Colum Dom Sharome Boar problem. And so it takes both to fix what if, the issue. Because there would still be pokes in the pattern if you don't get rid of Balefire. But there's one large poke in the pattern if you don't deal with the boar. So when you're trying to join two pieces of, of ropes, like nylon ropes, something can be mm -hmm. melted. Um, which still isn't a great amalgamation because you can't ever restore a cut rope to its original state by putting sure. it back together, uh, by pushing the ends together. But if you could, what if at the same time that Rand is taking the frayed ends of the threads of the pattern and pulling them together to put them back together, Egwene's weave is repairing the frayed ends so that whenever they do come together, they get repaired to their original form as much as can be reasonably possible. Yeah. I, th I think it's, I honestly, I think that it's pure and total because I, th so Rand likens the, the, the patch seal he puts on the boar as an amalgamation of the one power as side Dean and side air, which are the mm -hmm. forces 
that the that rotate against each other that turn the wheel of time that thus create the threads and create the the age lays. Mm -hmm. And but what he but what the true power gets used for as a buffer of the dark one's own power to separate him from being able to touch the pattern again. So using mm -hmm. his own power to to block him off from touching the pattern. So I. Uh, yeah, no, that just completely like redid how I thought the seal. I thought it was like putting like a permanent patch on like a waterbed. Like, yeah, you can tell it was patched, but it's fine. Now I don't think so. I no, this is my new. This is what I ascribe to now that it that that the the sealing of the dark one by Rand and Egwene, which is what I'm gonna have to remember to say from now on. Hmm. Um, did the normally impossible and restored the threads of the pattern that were over the board to their original perfect state without losing anything without gaining anything just did the impossible and put two ends of a cut rope back together as if they were never cut with with no weird trickery there you go yeah yeah i know that's where i'm at um which has simultaneously everything to do with souls and nothing to do with souls <laughs> in the grave because we don't Fair. do this all the time and start on one topic and go completely off into a different I, topic I, would, I, I, I don't think say... we've ever done that I've never been here for an episode where we did that yeah 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 I, I, I think I would say when it comes to like sort of my final thoughts on, on this whole sort of hullabaloo you know, I'm, I'm going to kind of go back to what I said and where I where I leaned on this other book series. <laughs> you have two different rules, two different rule books for inside the pattern and outside the pattern. Um, you, you, you know, maybe some of the issue maybe some of the difficulty in finding definition in some of these interactions is as as we said in the pre-show as well and if you want to tune in for the pre-show you got to be a patron um but in the pre-show we talked about you know the barrier between where these two worlds collide is sometimes the difficulty that's sometimes where you have problems with it you can't really define what's happening because you're at a place at which the rules change. And so, you know, this is where we start getting into quantum physics. And this is where we start getting into how, how fucky things get with, with certain interactions. And it, it just goes back to the, the, the mastery of the story told here um, that we can decades later still be talking about it and chewing into it at this depth i feel like is is uh really really awesome and so that's mm -hmm. it's kind of my final thoughts a little bit generic but i feel like it is a perfect summation of my feelings on this episode good well i'll go next um i this is why i love these uh these metaphysical conversations uh, because we always start on one topic and then it like spiderwebs out into like a couple other topics. And so far, I think the last three or four of these we've done 
I feel like I've come to a new understanding of how some things work that I like a lot more than what I originally thought or assumed or, or whatever. Um, but when it comes to does the Dark One have... Is he truly the master of the grave? Uh, no. I don't think he is. Because to be the master of something, you have... Uh, essentially, you have... Um, unequaled master or control over something and he doesn't um everything he does the creator can do better uh the dark one can't create souls the dark one can't create bodies the creator can and does um the dark one gets sealed away from all of creation uh the creator presumably doesn't um and continues to add to creation so i think it's all more akin to like a magician's trick mixed with folklore you know oh i made the thing in the box disappear well it looks like you did but in reality you just hit them behind a mirror or a piece of fabric or there was another compartment so the dark Ooh, one he's a candy yeah the dark one doesn't he he doesn't resurrect or anything or reincarnate in these in our understanding of the phrase resurrection or reincarnation. Um, and he takes one piece here, mixes it with one piece there um, that just happens in, in a way that it happens to fit together um, and calls it, you know, I can grant you immortality or whatever the case. You'll never die as long as I am, as long as you're tied to me, which uh, spoiler alert turns out to not be fucking true. Anyway, father of um, life. And if he was truly, and if he was truly the master of the grave, then it would be true. Um, and I think if he was also master of the grave, that would have to come with being like master of souls or being able to at least change souls so that you could take every person that was like, I'm here for the light and just like give them rebirth into like, I'm here for the shadow. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's my final thought. I dig it. Rob? After hearing us go a little nuts about this for a little while and joining in uh, to a certain degree, what do you think? How how are you doing over there? What are your what are your final thoughts on all of this? Um, I think that you know my eyes have been opened as far as like the ending of uh, like Egwene's role in that and stuff. That was really cool. Like I'm glad that you know we you know kind of went through that. Um, I think that my uh, initial take on the fact that he's not necessarily the Lord of the Grave, like he's not all powerful when it comes to that, um, still stands. Um, uh, but yeah, it's I always, you know, I, yeah, sure, I'll I'll dive into these, you know, like metaphysical theological discussions and stuff like that, um, and do have to laugh because, like, you know, we can get we can all get so heated. Including myself, and to say, and, and and during that, then we forget, like that, you know, it's a fictional story, and he's right, you know, because we start. No, it's not. Like it's How all dare true. You. And Th these I are our histories, Rob. I just think that's fun. So and our um, futures, <laughs> our our myths and our legends, and um, I, but uh, that's where I see, you know, like uh, Robert Jordan's mastery of things because he takes all these different mythologies and stories and beliefs that we have and just throws them in a blender and you know like we can see you know things here and things there and um uh you know in the end you know when it comes to like you know diving deep into the metaphysics and stuff it's too bad that robert jordan 
passed away because, you know, we love to be able to ask you these things, um, you know, and, you know, we, and it's great that we have theory land and resources like that, where the interviews are cataloged or we can go back and, you know, see what he had to say. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, I think like he was one of the master trolls. <laughs> it was just, uh, you know, he, he would see, you know, people go down these rabbit trails and he would just laugh because, you know, like he would see people get so obsessed about it, but it was also like their love for his creation. And I think that's mm -hmm. just awesome. Um, so in the end, it might be like, I've heard it said, like trying to explain quantum physics to an ant, but, um, you know, like it's sometimes fun to be an ant and, and have our limited perspective. So love it. thanks for Indeed. bringing me along for the ride. Happy you're here, man. Indeed. What about you, Daniel? Well, I will make my, uh, my final thoughts quick. Um, I love this, these metaphysics discussions. They're great. And as stated, I always love when we pull things out of thin air that are just like, hey, brain made connection in discussion. And now I'm saying it out loud and fuck. Like, <laughs> uh, so I continue to hope that we, we keep these going to a certain extent, even if we don't ever actually really answer the question that we were trying to answer or if we never really get to like some podcast centric agreement or whatever the case may be. Um, I still think they're great because they give you a lot more to think about. Uh, and your brain may be the one making that connection this episode and someone else's brain may be the one making the, the connection the next episode and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, as for the Lord of the Grave. Yeah, I completely agree that uh, Rob's got it right on the head. Uh the dark one just lies a lot and while again it's an unreliable narrator that gives us that he's called the father of lies i'm pretty sure he's absolutely the kind of guy who would just be like yes yes fake it till you call make me it. the dark call the, me the father of the, lies because lies are so much fun like you know the fish was so. this big yeah, yeah, right. That's exactly. Right. That's right. <laughs> uh, and so, yep, I I think that he definitely plays on his ability to do things a lot more to make things seem more hopeless so that he can win easier. Uh, and it has varying degrees of success. So, yeah, there you go. Oh, Anyways. my gosh. Well, as we round this out, Rob, if you would remind everybody of all the incredible things you do and where all these incredible things can be found please uh, um okay so you can find the weekly real news um at what well, the best way to find it because wherever not, you get your news. No dedicated website is um link linktree.com slash weekly real news so l-i-n-k-t-r dot e -E, i believe dot com slash weekly real news and there you'll be able to find you know the the archive of them on the great blight uh, you'll be able to see that I haven't done one in over a month and I'm slacking. Um, I should never have put weekly in the title because set myself up there. Um, and uh, yeah. And then like, like I said, you can check out our podcast. They might be dark friends anywhere where you listen to podcasts, just do a search for it and you'll find us. Um, and uh, go to new creations by Jen to see all the stuff that we make for our wonderful content creators that partner with us, such as the Black Tower Podcast, uh, Mugflex, 
Yeah! And I uh, left mine in the freezer. I should have brought it. Mine's all worn uh, out. I need a new one. <laughs> yeah. And um, I will take this chance to show off the new design that I just came up with. The This is our new dark friendly dark daycare. Friend daycare. And, and petting zoo. zoo. <laughs> um, so that's up on the site now. You can order it. I'm about to tweet out a link if I can get it short enough. And so, yeah, that's. I love that's it so much. It. I love also, it so much. I just want to throw out there just because I thought of it. It has nothing to do with new creations by Jen. So sorry about that. But I actually got a new glass straw because I lost mine at WatCon and ah. I got it. Uh, Oh, oh, you got a power rot. <laughs> yep. Power rot, power rot straw. straw. Can't be broken, That's but awesome. it can be lost. Hey, oh, um, no, it can be broken. Too. This out, I do want to take this opportunity to remind everybody uh, guys, we talk about the will of time, and we have talked about the will of time for five plus years, however long, yeah. whatever it is, because we love the series, and it's our love of the series that brought us together. Um, yep. And that same love of the series, as Rob mentioned earlier, leads us into uh, very passionate discussions. Yes. And there are definitely times uh, where we may either actually get heated or appear to get heated or whatever the case is, because we're just <laughs> that passionate about the discussion. Uh, the important thing is at the end of the day, we come away from the discussions and if we need to calm down, we calm down. Or whatever the case is, um, and at least for us here at Black Tower Podcast, we're still friends. At the end of the day, it may take a couple of days sometimes, depending on the heat of the discussion. <laughs> Who the hell knows? Uh, but at the end of the day, we're always a group that can come back and spend twenty-three minutes uh, talking about beer like frat boys. So, <laughs> um, and we that's what encourage that everybody else to do your best to be able to hold your discussions. In a similar forgiving way, it is absolutely mm -hmm. fine to disagree. It is absolutely fine to have differing opinions. And if you wind up using language that comes off super harsh, uh, especially if you're already friends with these guys and they've had to endure the bullshit for the last three and a half, four and a half years, and you know that whenever yeah, somebody Josh. goes, no, you're wrong. Oh, but actually this, like we I know. say it like I see yeah. it. Like, we know between ourselves that, like, whenever I look at Daniel or I look at Josh and I say, well, here's why you're wrong or you're <laughs> wrong. No, that doesn't make sense. We're not being dicks to each other. I mean, yeah, it, it is absolutely dickish, but we know that it, there's no it's ill -ish. intent. <laughs> Ish. It's dick light. Jason. Not the full paid version, but the light version. Yeah, there you go. Um, dick light. There's no, at the end of the day, there, there's no uh, ill intent. There's no ill will. Uh, and uh, like I said, we'll, we'll come back together, if nothing else, by the Gathering Madness to talk about beer for 23. Maybe maybe we'll make it 24 minutes. You know, just add an extra minute. Um, it's true. But it's true. If, you have, uh, if you have the same spirited style discussions with with anybody else about whatever topic, uh, it's important to, to know each other well enough to know whether or not they're trying, uh, you or others are perceiving it as uh, being inflammatory or not. And the, the biggest, most important part, know when to take a break. Know when it's time to mm -hmm. stop, step away, cool down. And if you want to, then come back and have a discussion. Uh, so have a discussion, not a not a Twitter thread or tweet longer, because Twitter is definitely known for its incredibly robust discussions about all things controversial. <laughs> you mean um, X? X, 
Twitter, <laughs> Thread, oh, Facebook, boy. name a social media, and they're all known for doing that. Correct. Um, so when big thing when you need a break, take a break, step away, um, and uh, hopefully you know the people that you're discussing well enough to know whether or not they actually mean harm or not. If you don't, we encourage you to try to get to know people well enough to know that. Uh, because people don't always convey exactly what they mean or their intent with True. the words they use. Uh, because it's really easy to say you're wrong rather than I disagree. Yes. Um, but after that soapbox discussion, I've been your Bajan Mahal, Andrew, and I'm climbing down off the soapbox. I have been Josh. I have been your Sauron Mahal. And you know the drill from now. I am grateful to you guys uh for being here for listening for being awesome um if you're a patron thanks for being a patron if you're not a patron hey i know times are tough i don't think it's hard but just so you know if you have the means you can support us for just less than a dollar a month it is super easy super amazing super wonderful we appreciate you listening please uh give us a like give us a thumbs up give us a subscription follow on youtube and uh, if there's something we missed in this episode, absolutely leave a comment below. I've heard, I've heard several times, guys, specifically at WatCon. I heard several times. I heard someone say, heard a couple different people say, actually, yeah, I wanted to leave a comment, but I didn't want to seem like I was being nitpicky. Uh, please nitpick. Nitpick, please. <laughs> Do it. Wait. This is a, this is our pick. Knit it. <laughs> uh, we love it actually, we love not only do we love the engagement but many times uh, comments in the comment section uh, gives us ideas for things to talk about or things to expand on so indeed we love you thank you for tuning in for this week's dose of taint we hope that wherever you are you leave here just a wee bit more insane than you were when you first started hey can I also say thank you very much for having me because it's always good to be here Indeed. I was going to say thank you to our news anchor, Mahal, for coming and joining <laughs> us here at the Black Tower. That's right. Keeping that's us right. up to date on everything that's happening in Randland and beyond. Uh, you so don't thank you very here. much for being here. That's right. You got it. That's right. And if you don't, if you don't believe Weekly Wheel News every month when it comes out, you <laughs> may be a dark. <laughs> The mustache works for that. That's right. That's you right. definitely got a Indeed. Foxworthy vibe going on. I yeah, yeah. There we go. I don't know if that's a good thing. We're going to move on from that. <laughs> Fox, Fox space worthy or just Foxworthy? <laughs> oh, oof. Fox medallion Maybe worthy. Both. Uh, there Maybe. we go. I like that. There it that's is. Awesome. Super effective. Well, I have gold. been your Amon Khan Mahale Daniel and from all of us here at the Black Tower Podcast. Thank you again for coming. Thank you again for being here. Thank you again for joining us. We hope that you're having a lovely morning and wherever you are, in case we don't see you again, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. And always remember that you're wrong. Trouble just fitting.